We would like to acknowledge the Yuggera people and the Turbal people as the traditional custodians of Mianjin, the lands on which we record this podcast today. We pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Hello and welcome to another episode of For the Health of It, a podcast made for healthcare professionals by a nurse on the inside. So my name is Jess Tully and I'm the Brand Ambassador of Healthcare Australia and your podcast host today. And today I have a really exciting episode. So I have got a dietitian on with us today to give us tips and tricks on how to eat healthier as a healthcare worker because we tend to look after patients so much better than we look after ourselves and we need to take care of ourselves better. So we've got Simone on the podcast today. Thank you so much for joining us, Simone. No worries, anytime. <laughs> You're so excited for this podcast. I have a bazillion mm. notes written down, so many questions that we're going to dive into, but I'd love to know a little bit about you and your background, you know, working as a dietitian. Take it away. Alrighty, so I actually only graduated from um, my dietetics course in 2019. So before that, I actually wanted to be a lawyer, so completely opposite fields. Um, but yeah, then what I started, didn't really love it. So went into dietetics. Um, I've worked in aged care mostly. So I start, as soon as I graduated, I went into aged care. I did do a placement on aged care, which I loved. Um, then I worked in hospital for a bit, found that wasn't quite the right fit for me um, and so now I'm full-time in aged care and I just really like the um, I guess diversity of what we get to do we um, you know see patients see clients um, so work clinically but then we do things like menu reviews and articles and then have opportunities to do you know things like this podcast so it's just a real um, varied field so it keeps the interesting very good I can't believe you're a lawyer before this we're studying to be a lawyer oh so I different. studied I didn't I didn't get there. I didn't like it. <laughs> so different I always find as a healthcare yeah. worker myself saying um dietic I don't even know how to say it dietetics <laughs> how do you even dietetics, say it yeah. dietetics <laughs> yeah it's like when you say anesthetist or something like it's like one of those things it just you can't doesn't roll off my tongue but yeah yeah I used to be like I'm doing nutrition dietitian I'm um, dietetics I'd be like yeah I'd mumble it all the time and it was like my course and I didn't know <laughs> oh god well yeah. I haven't been exposed to um, a lot of dietitians I mean I do a little bit in my role as a healthcare worker because I work as a nurse um mm -hmm. you know we always do our like referrals but then I never actually see the interaction between a dietitian and a patient because I'm usually doing other things when you're doing your review of the patient so it's something that yeah. even for me being in healthcare for like 10 years now I really I don't really understand your role to be quite fair. Yeah, okay. What is the role of a dietitian? Like, so are you helping? So I know you're working with the elderly mainly in aged care. Are you just helping them like hit protein targets, making sure they're not, you know, dealing with malnutrition? Is that like your main focus? Yeah, so within aged care, a lot of it is malnutrition because I guess that's the big issue for the elderly, especially living in like residential aged care facilities. Quite often new residents, when they come in, they're quite malnourished because they've kind of, you know, lost that capacity to do things for themselves at home. So then end up, you know, um, quite not so well off when we get to them. Um, but the other things that we do with, you know, people who have like uncontrolled diabetes, people who have, you know, wounds is another really big one in aged care that people don't often refer for because they don't, I guess, realise the correlation of nutrition and, um, you know, optimal wound healing. So that's another one that I'm always, you know, like, and, you know, ambassador, like, please, like, please refer if they do have wounds that aren't healing well, because there is often a dietary component that can help out. 
Um, but yeah, like I said, mainly uh, malnutrition, other things like, you know, um, GIT issues. So if someone's got IBS, another big one that we find in aged care is that people um, just want to talk to us. It's because they don't like something they're getting. Um, we quite often get mistaken for speech pathologists. So mm-hmm. I will often have... Um, not for speech pathologists, but for the role that the speech pathologist does. So I'll quite often have someone be like, I want to speak to the dietitian and I'll um, go have a chat to them and they'll be like, oh, I don't like, you know, my modified texture diet and I want to be upgraded. And I'm like, I'm so sorry, but I'm not going to be able to do anything about that. I can refer you on, but that's about as, you know, far as I can get. Um, but we do also work a lot with the modified texture diet to um, make sure people who are like needing that diet for, you know, safety, that they are getting foods that they're still enjoying because, quite often it is monotonous and you know not the I don't think anyone really wants to be eating pureed foods but we make the most of it so (laughs) especially in a hospital environment when the pureed diet comes out I'm like I try and get really excited for the patient like oh what are we eating today they're like "Mm, I don't know what that is yeah I couldn't tell you and they just look at me like oh god I have to eat this again so yeah. yes, I definitely feel it. And also the hydration aspect, like trying to get, especially the, I mean, even just us as adults, I think just like getting mm. us to drink is already such a battle. But yeah. I think they're elderly. Oh, because they don't want to go to the toilet, you know, because they have weaker bladder issues and things like that. Yeah. They don't go to the toilet, but then if they don't drink, they're not going to use their bowels very well. And like, there's just all these, it's just in a full circle, yeah. isn't it? It really is. And especially like, I find a lot of um, like sort of patients that I see will be like, I don't drink after a certain time, otherwise I'll be up all night in the bathroom. And it's like, oh, were you drinking like quite a bit during the day? And they're like, no. And it's like, okay. And especially as I was saying about the modified texture diets, when you have to, I guess, eat your water with a spoon, it definitely, um, you know, mm. kind of. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be drinking much. I wouldn't be drinking much water yeah, if I had to I'm drink like, it in you a know spoon. What? Like, I don't know what I can say to you because I kind of agree. Like, I'm going to give you advice, but I don't know whether I would be taking it. So it's yeah it's a bit of a tricky one but we do our best to you know work with them perfect well we're forever going to need dietitian that is that's for sure you guys (laughs) do such an important role um I would love to kind of go into this episode and talk about like how we as healthcare workers can take care of ourselves because I mean you've Mm -hmm. already said a couple of points now that's actually reminded me as a healthcare worker like oh yeah like when you said speech pathology gets confused with dietitians I was like I can see that and yeah. wound healing that that was a really important part as well like and that's a good reminder for us to be like oh let's do a referral because that wound is looking really nasty or manky and it's just not healing um yeah, yeah really good points but I want to kind of bring this episode and finally not talk about the patients because that's what we always bang on about because that's what we do as healthcare workers I want to focus yeah. on the healthcare workers ourselves and how we can take better care of ourselves um yeah. I find you know I can go into a morning shift and not even have breakfast and not Mm. eat the whole day. And then there'll be like a tray of chocolates in the middle of the tea room and I'll just smash a couple of them and then continue working. And that's all I've eaten until 3.34 PM, which is so unhealthy, but we do it. (laughs) And we don't drink any water because we're too busy. And I just want to go through like some tips and tricks and how do we, how can we do it? Like, how can we take better care of ourselves? I think especially for shift workers and I think um, as nurses especially, um, I don't have this problem as much being a dietitian, but I think, you know, nurses, doctors, people who are working overnight, like it can be so, so hard. Um, But I think routine is really the best thing that you can do for yourself. So stick to a routine. So try to eat within an hour of waking up. If you are running really, really late um, or you know that, you know, you 
just don't have time in the morning. You can't peel yourself up out of bed. Like that's, I guess, common for all of us, especially going into winter. Um, but, you know, prep something from the night before, something that you can eat on the go. Like, you know, most people have some sort of commute into work. So um, something that you can do while driving or on the bus. Um, just so that you have something in your stomach and then trying to eat every you know, three to four hours after that. So when you have a break, you know, make the most of it, have some sort of meal. Um, it will stop you from then being like, I'm so hungry. And then when you finish your shift at 3.30 or whatever time you finish your shift, um, just eating everything in sight and then, you know, just kind of binging on everything. Because I know I'll do that if I have a day where I'm just busy and just haven't got around to eating, then I get home and it's like, nothing is safe I will eat anything um and everything um and yeah so I think keeping to a routine and it'll also stop if you don't have breakfast then exactly right there's often in hospitals things like vending machines you know cafeterias um you know people bring chocolates in there's always a birthday that there's a cake or there's you know something around and you're likely to just kind of hoover into that rather than actually getting in what you need it's so true. And it's so funny because when you work in healthcare, like we don't bring in healthy snacks at all. Like it's always cakes <laughs> no. and chocolates. Cause it is, it's either someone's birthday, um, like someone's going on holiday or someone's a really good baker or hospital guests or patients will bring in, um, you know, gifts, which is chocolates. And you just, yeah. it's just surround, you're surrounded by this stuff. And if you're like yeah. so hungry, you just go for it. And I feel so, yeah. if I do go through a shift and I haven't eaten properly, by the time I do eat, that sluggish feeling is absolutely terrible. Yeah. And I know that it's because I haven't been eating properly and I haven't been eating like every couple of hours. Do yeah. you have any like good like breakfast recommendations that are good for like a shift worker? Um, yeah. So if you, like I said, if you're kind of time poor, things like um, making like overnight oats from the night before that you can like take in a little like container or jar, um, quite quick to eat, a uh, good source of, you know, if you put like yogurt, milk, um, good source of carbohydrate and protein. So that's a really good um, thing you can I like you know I lo- know a lot of people kind of get bored with the same flavor over and over but you can there's so many different varieties like google overnight oats and you will have like 20 million different you know um, varieties so you can add like lots of different fruits people have things like you know chia seeds or peanut butter um, so things to you know make it a bit fun and not feel like you're just eating oats every day yeah. um, the other thing is you know um, like wraps that you can take on the go um, sandwiches even like a toasty is completely fine like use whole grain bread um, you know kind of low-fat cheese add some sort of protein in there yeah. um, anything like that is perfect and it's something that you can literally eat as you're driving or like not that I recommend eating while you're driving but <laughs> it's something that you can like really eat on the go and it's quite quick and you know if you are that time poor you can kind of make your toasty the night before and then just toast it in the morning and it's you know, as you're getting dressed or. Yeah. So good. Um, Yeah. I I used to have like a lot of, um, cause I do get in phases. Sometimes I'm really amazing and really good. And then sometimes I'm just slack, (laughs) which we all are. Um, (laughs) But I love doing, (laughs) I love doing mini wraps and then getting boiled eggs and cutting them up and then putting egg into a little mini wrap because it actually just fits in one hand and you can just go yeah perfect and you're just like eating it as you, yeah. yeah yeah and then you're getting some yeah, egg so- in you protein you know keeps exactly. you fuller for longer um yeah. what about snacks I think I guess because when you're a shift worker sometimes you don't have the luxury of sitting down putting food in a microwave and actually enjoying a meal sometimes you have mm-hmm. scattered breaks so sometimes you have eight minutes free where you can just scoff something down because a patient's coming back from theater or you, you know, so sometimes they're supposed to have a 30 minute break, but sometimes they are scattered or you don't get one. Do you have any like 
I guess like meal recommendations that are good that you can just kind of grab and throw into your mouth that it's easy to prep and just like easy to to go for? Yeah. So um, again, something like a wrap or a sandwich is pretty easy, quite quick. Um, The other thing would be like things like, you know, tin of tuna on crackers or rice cakes, Um, things like they have in um, like Coles and Woolies, the like little um, tins of like tuna and bean mixes. So something like that. You really don't have time. Um, yeah, anything kind of that exactly like you said before, some like boiled eggs. Um, sometimes as you know, bad as it sounds, it's like whatever you can get in. So if you know you only have a few minutes and you really are unprepared, you know, something like a yogurt and some fruit, not obviously the best lunch, but yeah. at least it's, you know, something that's got, you know, your carbohydrates, it's got your protein, sort of something that will keep you going until you have that time to have a better meal, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I actually put um now, cause I've got a little lunchbox and I actually put a little frozen pack in there, like a little ice pack yeah. because mm-hmm. I always forget to put my food into the fridge from my yeah. lunchbox because I get distracted talking and I just want to, you know, start work. Um, yeah. So then I know that when I'm like wanting to eat, I'm like, usually I'm get it. And I'm like, Oh no, now my yogurt's all hot and disgusting. And then I don't yeah, want to eat it. I don't want to be. Yeah. yeah. So it's like a that. good, a good backup to be like, Oh no, yeah. it's still nice and cold. It is okay. And like yeah. those um bean mixes you were talking about, there's like a chickpea brand that I've seen. It's like in Coles yeah. and Woolworths and they're like flavored with like olive oil, garlic. And stuff yeah. Like that. They're yum. Yeah. Yeah, they're actually really good and like, yeah, so they're a good option as well, especially if, you know, you, especially for vegetarians or someone who's, yep. you know, not a fan of um, fish. I find that those are probably better alternatives because I know you can get sort of like chicken and things like that in a can, but personally, I don't particularly like that. It kind of creeps me out a little um, bit, chicken in a can. <laughs> yeah, like it's not, you know, I've kind of, I've had um, people sort of say, oh, have you tried it? And I was like, okay, I've got to, I've got to go buy it. I've got to go see what this is about. And it's, you yeah. know, um, it's, it's not something that I would eat like you know each to their own everyone's got everyone likes what they like you know I don't you know don't judge what anyone's eating um but yeah I probably wouldn't so I think the chickpea one is still really tasty it doesn't kind of compromise this sort of call it like I find the chicken doesn't really have that same quality as like proper chicken yeah, yeah. um whereas chickpeas obviously hold really well quite similarly like tuna's fine in a can so yeah so yeah. true um while yeah. we're on the topic of like I guess choosing canned food and things like this um we touched on when we were talking about this podcast and getting it all organized is the UK yeah. app and it's called yeah. YUKA. That yeah. app was a life changer for me. Yeah. How do you use I it personally it, yourself as well? Um, I don't use it too much. Um, I tend to be a little bit from what I've learned at uni. I kind of just read the back and packages. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, you know, um, one of those things and I like to always, I'm one of those people who's always like to, you know, pick out and be like, ha, they got that wrong or whatever. So I'm just a bit annoying. Um, but no, I think it's a really, really great app. And I think the important thing to note with any of like, I, I genuinely think it's fantastic. Like um, I've downloaded it and kind of like, you know, seen what it's about and it's great. But I think what people kind of get caught up in is that they'll be like, oh, I feel like cake or I want something, you know, sort of naughty. And they'll like then go and like scan all these cakes trying to find the best one. And I think it's something that like so many people have actually told me they're like, oh, but you know, so-and-so app said that this was a great cake. And I'm like, yeah, but it's still cake. If you want cake, go get a good quality cake, enjoy it, like just eat the cake rather than, you know, trying to find a healthy cake that you can 
you know, binge on. It's like, no, yeah. just go <laughs> eat a nice piece of cake. Um, so I think that app's really great for looking at things like, you know, cereals because there's so many cereals on the market that like, and, you know, so many that have like, oh, all these health benefits listed and then you look at it and it's like it's full of sugar, it's full of, you know, this, that and the other. Yeah. So I think it's a really good app to like compare healthy foods. Yeah. Um, so look for, you know, good breads, good cereals, um, but not necessarily to look um, for, you know, kind of those sweeter foods. The other thing is that um, I find that the, like, so an example that I have was that um, a particular brownie brand of No Shoe came up as like an excellent choice, but then a yoga actually came up as a poor choice. So it's like, take everything with a bit of a, you know, kind of pinch of salt and, you know, use your common knowledge. Obviously a yoga is going to be healthier than a brownie. So things like that. But I do really like the app and I do think it definitely has its place as long as you use it sort of with that common sense aspect of it. Yeah, totally agree. So yeah. if, if the listeners um, don't know what we're talking about, Yuka is an app. And I was having a look online to make sure I was saying the right terminology, but it looks at three objective criteria. So it looks at the nutritional quality, the um, presence of additives, and also the organic aspect of it. So mm-hmm. when something has a barcode, you can scan it and it will grade it as like bad, good, excellent, or poor. There's like a four categories. Yeah. Um, and obviously when it's red, it's you know quite bad. And it actually highlights the um, additives in red. So some of them are hazardous. And then you look at the additives yeah. in it. But like I know personally myself, I turn the packaging over and I look at the back, but we're only really looking at the fat and the sugar and the protein aspect of it. And we don't actually look at the ingredient list because I wouldn't know what any of those ingredients are. Something might sound like a really bad ingredient to me, but it actually is a good ingredient because I actually, I don't have that knowledge at all. Even being a healthcare worker, I don't have that knowledge. And I found this app was really great in terms of like bread and stuff. So, you know, you can scan some breads and it will highlight, you know, this has a lot more sugar in it. This has a lot more preservatives and additives in it where this bread is excellent and has like all these extra positives about it. So yeah, just in terms of choosing like better quality products, it's really helped Mm. me because some of my products in the fridge, um, you know, for example, tomato sauce, you know, we just think, oh yeah, just grab a tomato sauce. Like we're very Australian. I love tomato sauce, right? But then some brands you scan and they are packed full of sugar and additives. And then there are other brands that are just a lot healthier for you, a lot better for the body. So it's just about swapping those brands to have better quality products. So I I loved it. I threw everything in my house yeah. that wasn't a green yucca product. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. And like, it's so true because there is like, generally I kind of say with ingredients lists, if there's like lots of, you know, I think things like bread and things like um, any sort of packaged good, there's always going to be sort of something that is like a, you know, um, I guess like a emulsifier or something that you're not going to know exactly. But if the list is as long as your arm, then it's like, okay, you know, and if it's a lot of ingredients that you just have no clue what what they are usually it's like okay there's going to be add-ins in this this isn't going to be great but exactly right like so many of the words even like me I'll look at them and I'm like "Mm, some of them I know and some of them like I have no idea that could be rat poison for all I know like I have no clue um so yeah it is a really really great app and like exactly like you said you know using it for something like bread um and to like compare that because that is a staple product that you know you need to use so um yeah I think it's yeah a great product like I said, as long it's been as life changing for me, I am loving Yeah. Um, I know you mentioned something because I was talking to you about like um like diet diaries, and you were talking about one called the Easy Diet Diary. Could you tell us a little yeah. bit about that? Yeah. So Easy Diet Diary um is uh, based on the database, which um is Foodworks, which we use to like analyze recipes. Um, in you know if we're analyzing something for you know a menu or um whatever it might be. So it does use um like I guess 
incredible information. Um, there are lots and lots of food diaries out there, um, but I think this one is really good because, like I said, it is from a like well-known database. Whereas you know things like um, my fitness pal or um, like those types, anyone can kind of add their own and it can kind of come up. So um, I think again, like any of them will work, and it's what people prefer to use. And again, just kind of using that like bit of common sense. If you see. Um, I think I was on my fitness pal once and it was like a Big Mac had, I don't know, like five calories or something. And it's like, okay, that's obviously, you know, you, you put that in. Go, that's, you're like, I don't think that's right. And then I think it was because the default was like by gram or something. Right. Um, so it's like, just use, you know, that bit of um, common sense. But so I think like any of them will work, but like I said, easy diet diary is a really, really good one. Yeah. Um, really easy to use. You can kind of, um, it's, it's an app. Um, so you just kind of click on, like search whatever you want to add into your, um, into your food. And it's got a really uh, big list of kind of generic products. So okay. if, you know, you don't know exactly if you say buy a barbecue chicken and you're not really sure about it, like it's got a lot of, and yeah, uh, it's got like a lot of options for like, is it grilled? Is it like, um, you know, did you keep the skin on? Like all of that sort of stuff. Oh, so you okay. can yeah. add it in quite easily. Um, the other good thing is that it does have the sort of gram measurements, but Obviously, we don't weigh every single thing we eat. Um, so it's got sort of things like cups. So then you can kind of go, okay, yeah, that's about, I had about half a cup or whatever it is. And so really good app. Um, and the other thing is that you can, if you are seeing a dietitian, you can send it to the dietitian to then, for them to then download and um, oh, kind of use it handy. as a report. So yeah, so good for if you are seeing a dietitian, but also great for personal use. Yeah. Um, but I guess the thing is, and the message we kind of want to drive across is that you don't need to be keeping a food diary forever. Like I think it is that then dangerous one that then you become obsessed with it and you end up, you know, kind of counting every single calorie and it, it doesn't need to be like that. Um, but it's really great for people who are starting off and who maybe aren't aware of the sort of mistakes that they are making throughout the day. Um, that's kind of hindering their progress or like, you know, like I'm really hungry after lunch. I, I wonder why that is. And they realize that, you know, um, their lunch has like no protein, no carbohydrate. And you go, okay, that's probably sort of why. Because I think um, like we were talking about before, people are quite health conscious and they do want to do what's best for their health. But there is so much misinformation about there. So, um, you you know see someone they're like oh I'm trying to you know eat healthy and they're like I just had a salad for lunch and it's like oh great what's what was in your salad and it was like lettuce cucumber tomato like <laughs> nothing in it and it's like that's not you know that's not a salad that's just you know a few vegetables thrown in a bowl like that's what people you know, feed their no, rabbits <laughs> exactly that's rabbit food um so you know I think it is a great way to kind of just look at what you're eating and you know get a bit of um I guess insight so yeah, yeah. so good I've used my fitness pal before and mm. um. I was trying to track, yeah, what I was eating during the day, but it wasn't a calorie focus at all, but there's a nutrient yeah. section. So you, you eat everything yeah. throughout the day and then you click on nutrients and it tells you like things that you're missing out on, such as, you know, potassium and sodium and all that stuff. And I was yeah. lacking a lot. Like I was like, oh my God, I'm not hitting protein targets, sodium targets, potassium targets. Like, and it just makes you a little bit more aware. And I was like Googling like foods with more potassium and foods with more this and just like being a bit more I guess, conscious of like adding things to my plate. Like I'm going to add, yeah. you know, a handful of spinach to this because I want more of, you know, those nutrients. So yeah, definitely not forever, but it's really cool to track it yeah. just for a couple of days just to kind of be a yeah, bit exactly. more mindful. As you said, yeah, it makes you that mindful and then you're like, okay, I know that I, you know, these are the foods that I should be adding in. And then once you've done it for a while, you're like, I know that, you know, after you've tracked for a while and once you kind of become a bit more aware of the foods that contain those nutrients, like you're like, okay, I ate, 
whatever you kind of remember what you eat yeah you go, yeah okay, you do yeah, remember I definitely I definitely wouldn't have hit that or like yeah I did well today I would have so like and you don't necessarily necessarily need to write it all down you're gonna know sort of off the top of your head so agree but, yeah, yeah it's so good to be identify. just conscious of it as well so I really yeah. Yeah, I'm a big fan of it I would love to dive yeah. into hydration because nurses are terrible at this so terrible yeah. I try and get into the routine of having 500 meals before shift because I know mm. that during shift I'm going to be terrible but I still bring a water yeah. bottle to shift and make sure I sip it throughout the day but yeah. I mean it just depends what kind of area that you work in whether you're an allied health worker whether you are a doctor whether you are NDIS you know you're caring for others and you don't have time I know it's yeah. tricky but is there any tricks that you know of of to I don't know guess be better with your hydration I honestly struggle with this as well I'm often like when I'm on site I always forget my water bottle in the car or like it's you know it's just something that I don't think of Mm -hmm. um especially I found and this sounds so ridiculous but when you're wearing a mask like you get more thirsty but for some reason it's like I'm just not going to take the mask off yeah and whether that's like sort of some type like especially the beginning of COVID it was something that because I guess there was so much like hysteria that you do not want to get COVID and your insights, which, you know, are exposed. You're like, I don't want to take this mask off. I'm going to go, you know, eight hours without putting a thing in my mouth because I'm not taking my mask off. Yeah. Um, and I guess it's, you know, settled down now, but it has gotten, got a lot of people into bad habits that they, you know, kind of have stopped drinking. Um, you know, again, like I think I've said to you, there is an app for absolutely everything. So yeah. for some people like downloading an app and, you know, you can tick off as you drink is a really great option. There's a water bottle that I actually have and it's a Bluetooth um, bottle. And so every kind of meal that goes through the mouthpiece um, alerts my phone that I've, you know, drunk 40 mils of water or whatever it is. That's cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> that so cool. So then it'll be like, you have not, you know, you haven't drunk enough today. And so kind of, you know, it sends you messages to remind you to have a drink. Um, the other thing that I've seen is people buy like huge, huge water bottles. So the general sort of rec, everyone is different, depends on how active you are, depends on even like the weather, um, your size, you know, water, the amount of water you need is going to be a little bit different. Um, but general rules about eight glasses or, you know, two litres. Um, yeah. So I've seen people buy the, you know, huge two litre water bottles and then um, they know that they have kind of had their two litres the day if it's finished and, you know, you can kind of keep track of it. And I've seen a lot um, at, probably not one for the boys but for the girls like sports girl and stuff has like the bottles that have um like the little oh, the um, markings uh, the markings that say yeah. like you're doing really well like keep going keep drinking your water so so good like yeah great yeah, tips great really tips hard. I try to yeah. have um a leader before lunch like in my head I just like I'm like a leader before lunch and when I look at the clock and it's 12 and I look at my bottle and there's only 200 mils out of it I'm like okay I am way behind today so that's kind of like yeah. how I've always put it in my head like a leader by lunch and then from lunch to dinner time another leader and yeah. then I know and I bring a one liter bottle with me so I can track the one liter so that's how yeah. I've been doing it for years and it I mean I have good days and bad days like we all do yeah, but I did I have and this is what I was telling you before is I have this hilarious like reminder to tell people to drink water and it is actually yeah. quite disgusting but it's good okay. because it, it shocks people because they they like oh yeah. yuck so yeah. I describe I go you know imagine your toilet and imagine if you use the toilet all day to do poos and wees, but you do not flush the entire day. All right. Yeah. You're doing poos, wees, no flushing the entire day. By the end of the day, that toilet is disgusting, right? You don't want to mm-hmm. go near it. Pretty gross. No. The flushing aspect of flushing a toilet is us actually hydrating our bodies. So if we are not hydrating mm-hmm. our bodies and putting, you know, 
water into our mouth and drinking it, we are therefore not flushing our bodies. So we are doing exactly what is in that toilet. We're having toxic buildup, just constantly going <laughs> and just, it's disgusting, right? But if yeah, we're not I've flushing out our like body, <laughs> yeah, you do. if you don't flush out your bodies, your kidneys, your liver, your intestines, all that, you know, we're not filtering it. We're not flushing it. So yeah. it's the same aspect, the same concept as not flushing a toilet. Yeah. I yeah I've never thought of it in that way but I will definitely drink my water today yeah. now that I'm gonna have that and I tell people head. and I go are you a dirty toilet today I want <laughs> yeah, you to drink more water <laughs> yeah fair enough oh my gosh that's so funny yeah and then they imagine yeah. that dirty toilet and they're like oh yuck yeah. okay yeah I'm gonna drink I'm a like, liter all right yeah I'm gonna go <laughs> scull some water now <laughs> yeah it's so dirty yeah, but it's and disgusting but it really yeah it just triggers something in you and when I tell people that they're like god that's really stayed with me forever now <laughs> Yeah, I honestly think that will stay with me forever. So yeah. thank you. I will be drinking more water. You'll shock some patients with that one and then yeah. they'll drink more water. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, this is so good. Absolutely. This has been actually such an educational episode. I've had an absolute ball. Um, is there any other tips and tricks that you can think of that we didn't cover? Yeah, fad diets. I think, like I said to you before, I think we've come a long way in that I don't see um, people coming in or people talking to me about, you know, eating nothing but cabbage anymore. Um, So I think, you know, we have come a long way, but there is still that um, aspect that every couple of years there's, I guess, a trend on the way to eat. So whether it is, you know, eating keto or there was paleo a few years ago, people, you know, decided that they were unnecessarily cutting out gluten um, or, you know, just uh, anything like that. It's like any type of you know diet that is going to make you cut out full food groups unless there is a condition so like I said with you know gluten if you're celiac obviously you're cutting out gluten um but you know if there's no actual reason behind it if you're you know kind of healthy you're functioning fine any diet that is going to get you to cut out a certain food group and then gorge on another one or you know skip meals altogether is something that is not ideal and it's not you know the sort of healthy like I think people um as I said, like try to do the best for their health and try to, you know, eat well and they just get confused with so much information out there and so much being bombarded at them. But it is quite simple. Um, most people like might be aware of the Australian Guide to Healthy Eating. And so it is just five food groups and then a group of um sort of other foods which is like sometimes foods things you might have like once a week or you know every now and then um so as long as you're eating sort of from the core food groups and eating like you know the healthier variety so for example um you know sort of like in the grain food group is like bread cereal looking for whole grain breads whole meal whole grain cereals um you know eating lots of fruit and vegetables try to eat things that you know aren't in a packet necessarily I think you're going to be doing a good job so good. Oh, thank you so much for all these amazing tips and tricks. I think so many people are going to get so much from this episode. I cannot okay. thank you enough. No problem. <laughs> Sounds so good. Right. And um, everybody, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you've got any questions, you can flick me a message on Instagram. Um, but please give us a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and give me any feedback and I can pass it on to Simone as well. So thank you so much again for joining us. No worries. <laughs> no Bye, worries. <laughs> Bye.